We've all, at some point in our career, had to fire someone. And as a director of a nonprofit, you have more staff, and undoubtedly, you'll have a staff person whose performance makes it clear that they're not a good match for the agency, and you have to let them go. Most of us dread having that conversation when we're letting staff go, and in a perfect world, you'd never have to master the act of a graceful firing, but we're in the real world. So today's episode will provide some practical tips on how to terminate a staff person in a way that's honest, kind, and graceful. You can hear the entire episode at relishyourrole.com slash 24. You're listening to Relish Your Role Podcast, a free resource for women nonprofit EDs created by me, Dr. Nancy Fournier. After many years of running a nonprofit and consulting, I realized effective leadership is directly tied to the health of the ED's various work relationships. And that's why this podcast will focus on how women nonprofit leaders can gain mastery to manage up, down, and across their agencies for maximum impact. It's time to find your authentic voice and lead with confidence. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. That problem employee, you know who that is. You can probably visualize them right now. They don't get their work done on time, their work is consistently of a poor quality, or they have issues with their coworkers, or they have a negative attitude which infects the rest of the staff. They have trouble receiving feedback and they show no interest in self-improvement. Whether this person is your direct report or is supervised by someone else on your staff, you need to make sure that you have followed best practices before you reach the point where you decide the only option is to terminate the person. So you have to address the problems early, and I've spoken in other episodes about the non-confrontational nature of nonprofits. We tend to avoid conflict and unpleasant conversations, and this tendency extends to dealing with problem employees. Most of us don't want to have those awkward conversations to discuss problems in the staff's performance but we need to have them, both for the sake of your agency and the growth of that individual. They may be unaware of their problematic behavior and what they do not know, they can't change. You should give everyone who works for you the opportunity to improve so that they can start their journey and they do that by receiving fair and objective feedback. So at the first evidence of problematic behavior or attitude, the first step is to have a meeting with the staff person and share the issue. Be very clear about what's problematic and the agency expectations, and then problem solve with them ways that the issue could be addressed. I have a full episode on how to give feedback. It's number 16, and you can find it at Relish Your Role slash 16. Once you have an agreement on what the expectations are, you need to engage the staff in problem solving to help them change their behaviors or reactions that cause the problem in the first place. The last and most important part of the meeting is to mutually identify what improvement will look like. Perhaps it has to do with completing an assignment on their due date, following procedures when they have disagreements with their coworkers, or practicing responses to irate clients. And lastly, there needs to be an agreement on how the issue will be monitored, both how and how often. There needs to be mutual accountability on the part of the staff and the supervisor on follow-up steps. So let's say you've done that and you have those meetings. While they're very important to coach your staff for improvement, there's also a compliance element, which will lead us to the point when you have made the decision that you have to fire someone. 
there has to be clear and detailed documentation of that meeting. This documentation should detail the issues that were discussed, expectations moving forward, and the components of the plan to change the behavior, the staff person's contribution to the meeting, and the monitoring schedule agreed to. This documentation creates an accurate paper trail of the efforts made to address the situation. It provides an objective summary of the situation and can be referred to if the issue escalates or continues. And depending on your agency's policies, you may want to um, make part of that meeting or make those notes part of the staff person's formal HR file and have the employee sign off on the meeting summary. That's really dependent on what your own policies are, but you do need to have a written trail and you do need to make sure they know you have a written trail. So regardless, if the summary becomes part of the formal file, you need to have documentation that shows you've made every effort to resolve the problem from a management perspective. And assuming you and your staff have done due diligence in meeting with the problem staff person to discuss the issues and things have not improved, you then have to weigh the impact of letting the staff go against that of keeping them. And you may want to think through those decisions sequentially. And by that I mean, if you're clear that you've made every effort to try to resolve the problem, staff person shows no improvement, the first decision point is if there is another position they can fill at the agency where their problematic behavior would not have a negative impact. For example, if it's clear they can't complete paperwork on time, if there's a role they can play where they don't have those responsibilities, you have to decide if they're positive traits, if there are those in other areas that would make it worth it to find a place for them. And while this may result in a decrease of status or pay, you need to leave that decision to take that demotion up to the staff person. That's not your call. Your sole interest should be what's in the best interest of the agency. You decide based on the agency's needs and the individual can decide if they want to keep working based on the new terms. In deciding if you want to offer that person a different position in the agency, you need to weigh the impact of that decision on the rest of the staff. You know the rest of the staff know that person's been problematic. They may also cause conflict among coworkers or have been underperforming to the point where others have to keep picking up their slack. What's the message you're giving if you keep that problem person on staff? You know the specifics of the situation and your work culture and if it would send a bad message about agency expectations or if it would be seen as a thoughtful move. You want to support a positive, respectful work culture, so think through the ramifications of keeping that person on board and you make the termination decision accordingly. So let's say you reach the point where you decide termination is the way to go. You need to have your documentation available for the person to review. You have to prepare a clear list of property that needs to be returned to the agency and your HR policies may list those things, but review it to ensure it's accurate. If there are agency passwords that need to be retrieved, create a list so that you can gather that information as well before they leave. You need to have a termination letter already prepared with the remaining PTO time the person is owed and how they'll be paid for that time. And depending on your agency's policy, you may want to have the employee sign the termination letter or at a minimum acknowledge the receipt of the letter. And the letter should state the person's position, title, the hire date, the agency's decision to terminate employment due to the reasons that you have well documented. It should be short and clear. And you need to have a clear plan of how that person's job responsibilities will be covered in the short run. If there are clients' files to transfer or documents that need to be shared, make sure you have thought that through. Now the meeting itself, either you or the staff person's supervisor is responsible for holding that termination meeting face-to-face. -face. 
If it's a remote position, schedule a virtual call. You don't fire someone on the phone through a disembodied voice. This is a meeting that needs to respect the privacy of the individual and be held in an office that ideally has a door and enough soundproofing that the conversation can't be overheard. I had a client who thought nothing of firing a staff at a coffee house. There are many reasons why that's a bad idea. Logistics aside, consider getting all of the staff's keys, passwords, agency equipment. A coffee house is a very public setting, and if the person is upset, you're adding embarrassment to what is an extremely emotional situation, and it basically is deeply an unkind thing to do. So you have the meeting in an office, and that meeting should be concise. You need to clearly state that you've asked to meet with them, why you've asked to meet with them, tell them they're being terminated from their position, review the problems that they've had over the stated period, the efforts made to resolve the issue, and the lack of improvement. And while it's rarely a true surprise for that person, they may become upset, belligerent, or angry, and you need to give them the time to process their response and be willing to hear what they have to say. Your goal is to end their employment, and it's in your best interest to avoid any future problems and listen to them respectfully and patiently. Usually it's best to have the termination be made effective immediately. It's rarely any good reason to keep the person in the office for additional days. It's awkward and the person can wreak havoc with your systems or spread unhelpful gossip. And given the reality that there often is work that needs to be transferred, these meetings are best held in the morning so the transfer work can be done later in the day and there's time to have the staff hand over work, return all agency equipment, passwords, etc. Often there needs to be time spent to transfer client files or reports or other in-process work like updating a donor list. You need to have the staff person who will take over those responsibilities on hand to get the information they need after the termination meeting. And this means they may, that staff person, may need to have a heads up a few hours prior. Hopefully, this is someone you can trust to keep the imminent termination to themselves. And if you have doubts about that, pick another person to receive the transfer work. You want to control the narrative as the ED. So it's my advice to send an all-agency email after the termination meeting, notifying everyone that the person is leaving the agency and thanking them for their contributions. You should invite any staff to come to you with any questions. Thanks for listening today. It's never an easy I know the job you have is hard and appreciate the work you do staff. every day. But when you need to terminate I help staff women member, nonprofit EDs manage their work relationships policies, and lead with their authentic the voice. Learn more about me and my talk. services at relishyourworld.com. And if you're getting value from this podcast, please share it with other nonprofit leaders. The more support we receive, the greater our impact. Till next time. EDs, tailored designed to strengthen your relationship skills so that you can focus on big picture issues and bring joy to your work rather than having it run you ragged. You can do this and I am here to help.